So the big question is this, how are massage therapists like us, who didn't cheat and sell our souls to a corporate machine, who are spending money from our own pockets, how do we market in a way that lets us get our wellness services and the things that we believe in out to the world and still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. You're a coach, you're a mechanic, you're a lawyer, you're a doctor, somewhere along the line, you're a business owner, and you're challenged with the different aspects of marketing. Maybe you're having trouble communicating with your clients. Maybe you're having some trouble reconnecting with them. And especially now where there's so many people who are disconnected physically and they're using the internet, telephone, all kinds of electronic medium to be able to stay connected with their customers and their client. But here's a question. Have you ever thought about being on television? Have you ever thought about writing a book? Do you have trouble kind of getting the ideas out of your mind? And more importantly, have you ever been able to get some of the things and business ideas you have in your mind into the public spectrum? How to help a reporter out? My guest tonight is none other than Carol Andrews. She is a news veteran, author, renowned speaker, mentor, coach, and she also helps different institutions navigate the minutiae and the different challenges of working directly with the public. She has been focused in on the small business owners more specifically and recently, but if you've been in North Carolina, at least in the triad area, you would recognize her on multiple television stations in the evening news and doing special reports. She's interviewed some of the most powerful and most influential people in our area, and I'm thankfully she's here to share her insights with you. Thank you, Carol, for being here. And thank you, other guests, for being here. And some Thank you. I sound when you say it. I'm like, wait, you must be talking about somebody else. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, thank you. It's like, is that me? <laughs> so kind. I mean, I sit there and I think sometimes I'm like, is he talking about me or is there somebody else here? <laughs> Thanks for being here. If you're here for the first time and you're a business owner, maybe you're not, just ask the question and we'll be happy to answer. So let's get started because I gave folks a little bit of a, you know, kind of a little taste of who you are, but let's hear it in your own words. Who is Carol Andrews and what makes her a great mom, a great wife, a great business owner and mentor and author and all the other titles? Okay. Part of that, you have to ask other people if they think I'm great. I really appreciate it. Um, but but I very simply, I say, I sow seeds so the greatness in others can bloom. That is my mission. That is my purpose. Um, and, and it works. It really does work because I like helping other people see their dreams come true. Over my span, I've seen a lot of dreams come true. And I think there are more to come. But a big part of that is, is helping the next one in line. Mm. So now that you are a business owner, and I suspect that somewhere along the line in your professional career, you're somehow along the line, and I've done some, you know, little research. Um, how is it now that you're focused on the small business owner, the ones who are the 49 point whatever percentage it is that supports America's economy? How is it now that you're in that, that, that space and, and helping them? I think because I am a small business owner, I think, you know, it's not a brick and mortar business for me, but it is a business. And if you don't treat what you do like a business, then it's, it's a hobby. So, 
Well, you have to give yourself hours. You have to get up and comb your hair and put on your makeup. Even if we're in this situation, you have to treat your business like a business. You have to separate yourself from the rest of the population and um, make things happen. So I've been extremely busy. Actually, I've been busier during this period than I was just prior to us going into this uh, uh, sheltering in place. Hmm. So now, now being busier, what are you what are you doing now? I mean, because it sounds like you have like a schedule that's like starts at this crack of dawn and ends, you know, much later than when the sun goes down. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that I'm doing is is coaching. You know, people, this is a great time for people, especially small business minded people to sit and really consider what it is they want to do. A lot of people have, have, have found that they like being at home. They like working at home. They like the environment. Um, and, and so now is the time to, to focus on that and not sit and focus on, oh, well, I can't go here. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, I can't do this. You know, you've got, this is a wonderful opportunity. And if you use this opportunity to make something bigger, which is what I'm helping people do, then when this is over, and it will be, I think we're on the downside and we're, and we're getting back to the phases and, and getting back to um, a semi-normal, you know, you'll be ready. And so what I want to do now is tell people, be ready, be prepared and be ready. You know, it's like Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, be prepared. <laughs> be prepared. Mm -hmm. So in some of the clients and the, the folks that you're coaching, mm -hmm. what have you seen to be the more popular avenues that some of the small business minded individuals are looking to go into? Right now, I mean, if you want to capture opportunity because we are sheltered in at least until the first week of May, it looks like, and it may be longer just depending on what happens in North Carolina as we increase testing. Um, anything that can deliver, can you deliver gifts? Can you deliver food? Can you deliver, if you can deliver, I mean, if you walk outside just to get a little vitamin D, you're gonna see a truck, a delivery truck going down. If you have a business, what can your business do to help the people that are staying at home? Hmm. How can you help? And I think when you put help in front of everything else, you will find creative ways to make money and be fulfilled and not sit around and get depressed because you can't do what you think you should be doing. So it, it almost sounds like you need to put your opportunity mind out there while you're looking to help somebody. Oh my goodness, yes. And all you have to do is turn down the volume of your television <laughs> and wait for the commercials. See what see who is taking advantage of the fact that we are all at home, we are all on the computer, we are all watching television, we're all doing these things. Who's taking advantage of that? Hmm. Business-minded people. So so are you saying watch the commercials just to see who is out there looking and helping? Absolutely. So rather than the show, which mainly keeps your attention, look at the advertisers and seeing who's out there because that may spur on spark, It will spark a creative part of your brain. It will set off that synapse. And all of a sudden you're thinking, 
Well, that's how I could talk to my customers now. That's how I can engage. This is a perfect time to engage because business is all about relationships. Hmm. You build a good relationship. Your customers are coming back. They're waiting for you. I've, I've talked to some of my um, clients who are hairdressers and, and, and all of these businesses, even dentists who can't go in because they're not essential, so to speak. So what can they do? I have a tooth that needs to be pulled. I think that my dentist is very essential, but oh well. Well, no, but now I will tell you, because I talked to my dentist office today, they are working, but they're working one at a time and they're taking emergencies. So if that is an emergency, then they will help you. It's not there yet, but it's getting close. (laughs) May mean you talk too much. I don't know. That's what my husband would say about me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So. All right years and I wanted to acknowledge uh, a dear friend of mine and I, I suspect you know her, Erin Durth from First in Flight Entertainment. She wanted to say hi, Carol. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> hi, Aaron, how are you? <laughs> and um, and oh. she also runs uh, Letters from Home, which is a wonderful project that serves veterans, you know, no matter which age group they fall into. And right. I know you have an affinity to veterans with your husband and your dad. Right. So. I, am an, I am an army brat. More brat than army, but I'm honest. Um, my, my father served 27 years and he was in World War II, uh, Korea, Vietnam and Grenada in between all of that. And um, yeah, and, and when we lost him, it was because of Agent Orange. So I have that background. I am currently married to a retired Air Force uh, Chief Master Sergeant who did 28 years in the Air Force. So I guess I am military all the way through without ever having to wear a gun, you know, wear the uniform. <laughs> you got it both sides. You got it legitimately and married into it. Yeah. So <laughs> you got all right, so moving into, uh, um, well, I guess somebody said, I didn't know that. That's awesome. I guess that, that was. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. That was Aaron, again, <laughs> who works a lot with veterans around the globe. So I wanted to shift gears because I know a lot of folks and you have, you know, I mean, you have a resume that is very long and very dynamic with relate to news and broadcasting and being like that. So say I'm a business owner, I'm a massage therapist, a hairstylist, a dentist. How do I how do I help a reporter, one of your colleagues, to really want to come and talk about my business, which is not all what is not it doesn't sound self-serving. You know, it's kind of like I just want you to tell me about I just put some painting on the wall. How do you how do you um, entice a reporter or story to get something that's legitimately about your business? but also can serve the public and is attractive to, you know, your editors or something like that. As a business, the first thing that you need to say is it's not about me because what our viewers are saying is what's in it for me. So if I'm making it about me and they're wondering what's in it for me, it's not going to mesh. It will not mesh. So I advise people to think like reporters. We ask five basic questions. Who, what, when, where, how, and why? That's six. Sorry, I can't count. Anyway, <laughs> I, I flunked math. Did you know that? <laughs> I'm but, but anyway, but we ask those basic questions and we ask them for a reason. You know, who, who, who is involved? Why should someone care? And a lot of times the story that you were telling and the story that people cover 
um, that, that reporters are anxious to cover are stories that have nothing to do with the business per se, but they are happening at your business. And you get just as much attention from that location bar that says reporting from, you know, Forsyth Tech. Yeah, reporting from Sixth Sense. Then, you know, if they had come inside and actually watched you or your wife doing the therapy. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you've got this amazing customer that's a, a wonderful story to tell. And so they'll tell that story, which is associated with you, but it's not really about you. And I think when we take ourselves out of the equation, we are much more likely. And, 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 and the other part of that is be an expert in your field. If we are talking about this virus and you are um, in health and wellness, and that is your business, even if you are not a frontline doctor or nurse, there may be an essential oil or something that's happening, something that, that, that involves, be an expert in your field. I tell everyone there's a wonderful tool online and it's Google Alerts, real simple. You put in what you want to be an expert on and know about it, that word or that phrase, and anything that comes up about that phrase around the world is going to come to your computer. Wow. So you can be on the front end or you can see a story and say, oh, I wish they had talked to me about that. So pitch a story that doesn't necessarily have to do with you. But it has to do with 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 um, amazing things that you're involved with and people that you know. What are you doing? Two things. You're building a wonderful relationship with that customer who is going to tell everybody about how cool you are. Hmm. And you're building a relationship with reporters who are there to do a story. And, and it's not like the days when there were 12,000 reporters in a small station. You know, the numbers are dwindling. And so... We as entrepreneurs have to be helpmates to our, our journalists friends. Definitely. I appreciate that. And I wanted to acknowledge there were two, there was a comment and then there's a question. Uh, the question, uh, the comment was, and I think this is from Nell uh, Perry, who is from Foresight Tech Small Business Center. She says, Carol, thank you for continuing your service to Foresight Tech Small Business Center. Absolutely. And then I think Aaron asked a question, Karen, um, any advice on how, to go from local news station to a national or worldwide news station. We're going, uh, we're doing a project that now reaches beyond our normal triad reach and have no clue how to start with that. Word of mouth is going to be your best friend. Social media is going to be your best friend, but, but there's a way to engage. You have to engage and talk just because you don't know them it doesn't mean that somebody that you know doesn't know them. You'd be surprised who's cousins with whose cousins and cousins and, and the line goes on. So if you're passionate about it, talk about it. If you, if you have a story to tell and it's worth telling, the news is going to spread. And a lot of times, and you also walk around every day with your best friend. You know how I talked about organizations getting smaller? Mm -hmm. This little puppy right here, your cell phone, 
gets a lot. You, you notice now you see a lot more video from cell phones. Yep. Use your phone. Use your office at hand. Don't feel like you have to make a phone call because a lot of times you're not going to get through. But if you've got something that you get people to share, it's going to get to where you want it to be. And so persistence, patience, and consistency, you know, and then when you get that opportunity, are you ready? I tell everyone, if opportunity knocks, would you need to run and do your makeup or comb your hair or would you be ready? I, I, I was I would say, you know, it's like what would happen if you were and, and just to say we, we were we were talking and Aaron, who had a it was a wonderful businesswoman, um, business person, um, woman and says, Aaron, I need you right now. Um, should everybody be ready for a CNN or put their CNN or, you know, whatever your news outlet, whatever. Absolutely. If you if you have an office. Put that blouse, and this is affirming what you want to, or that dress, or that whatever it is that you want to be seen on, let it live in your office. Don't say, I need to go home and change, because by then they're called, they're saying next. Men, wear that cool tie. Always have it there, or have something that, that it, whether it's logoed or whatever it is, be prepared. Um, I think so often we think that the world will wait for us because we own the business and that's just not true it's just not true not true at all wow thank you very much for that i mean i think you're dropping nuggets and nuggets of gold and diamonds and everything i hope everybody is you know taking notes and actually utilizing this in their business or in their personal life so now you're a published author and um how did that kind of manifest itself? Because, I mean, you went from journalism to small business and helping institutions and being a voiceover actor and helping the son get into college and, you know, working with veterans and everything. I mean, you have more titles and I'm not even going to go through all of them. How did a book get moved into this equation? That's probably my whole equation. Writing for me is like breathing. Hmm. I've been writing since I was seven years old. My plan was to be that nutty aunt that we keep in the attic. <laughs> After I departed and went to see our Lord, they were going to find it and say, oh, she might have been a good writer. And that's when you all would have read it. But life had a different you know, idea and God has a sense of humor. So I published um, my first book in uh, 2002, 2002 or 2003. And um, so I, I published my own. And I also contribute to the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. I've got two already published and a third one coming this, this next season. Hmm. Wow. So, you know, I know you, you've written since you were a little girl. Mm -hmm. What was the motivation for this book, this particular one that you came out with? I mean, was it an aha moment or was it like I needed to get my mind in somebody else's mind or something like that? Well, I think I think it's true about all writers, and um, you know, not to not to make light of it, but I think it's true. There are so many voices and people running around in our heads. We really do need to get them out, and on paper is the best way to do that. So that's part of it. The other part is if you don't see what you like, create it. I'm one to sit and wait for someone to do something for me. I would rather create it. 
I wanted my child to see himself in a happy home. Not everybody is 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 lost and miserable. That's not to say that there are people love, you know, there are intact families and I want to see intact families. So I wrote about in my children's books, I write about intact families, you know, because they exist. Mm. So I think that's part of it. Um, and the other part is when I wrote my book, started writing for my authors, I wanted to put in writing what I wish other people had told me. So if I can share, again, it's back to that mentoring. If I can share what I wish someone had told me, maybe it'll keep you from stumbling. Mm. It so, might not. So say somebody right now has a great idea mm -hmm. and it's there, you know, it's in their hand. They're like, okay, um, I want this great idea to come out on paper, but I, I don't. I don't write well, or I have self, you know, self issues, or, you know, issues, negative issues about myself, or I have writer's block, but I know there is this passion, this, this bubbling that the creator put in me, but how do I get from, I have it in my head and I need to put it on paper or type it out. How do you get to that point? You is see? that a phone? That's my phone. Now, you don't always have to write because your best ideas don't always come when you're sitting in front of your computer and on paper. You may be in your car. You may be, you may be in line somewhere. Speak it. You know, speak it. There are programs and apps. That we're so fortunate now. There are programs and apps that will transcribe things for you. There are companies. That's all they do. So just talk it out. Don't try to sit there and write it. Just because you're an author, it doesn't necessarily mean you're a writer. And just because you're a writer, it doesn't necessarily mean you need to be an author. Clarify that for me, please. Well, I, I think that, that a lot of people have great ideas. I worked with an, um, an author once who had struggled struggled for years to write and write and write and write. This person was not a writer, but they had a great idea and a great concept. Had they asked for someone to help them a little sooner, that book wouldn't have collected dust for years, would have been in the marketplace and doing what it was supposed to do. On the other hand, just because you have an idea and a story doesn't mean it's a story that is one saleable, or one that any you know, some things are meant to be a coffee table book for your grandchildren. So again, research your topic to see if it is viable, necessary, different. There, it's just like news. There are no new stories per se. There are new ways to tell that story. So I want to capture on that those three points you said. It mm -hmm. was viable, mm -hmm. necessary and different. Yes. And I, I, I think that may actually help a lot of folks out. Viable, different, and necessary. Right. Right. No one, see, I, I, I work with a lot of authors that feel like, okay, I've written it. I need to let the world read it. No, you don't. If you believe in it, you get an impartial editor, you get um, someone who will tell you the truth about your project 
and you go from there because here's what's going to happen. You're going to let five people read it. The ones that love you and say, oh, they're going to say, honey, that's so good. You're so talented. And then one's going to say, I don't get it. The only thing you're going to remember is I don't get it. And then you're going to give up and you're going to stop doing what you were meant to do because you've let someone take you off your path. Mm. So if you believe in it and you know in your heart it's necessary and you can tell me as, as a mentor how it's different, you would be surprised. I work with authors for months before I even read their stuff because I want to hear their business sense. I want to see if they are willing to take the steps that it's going to take to make a book work. There are a million books that flood this market every year because you've got avenues like um, Kindle Direct and Ingram Spark and all these things that make it really inexpensive to get it done. Most people sell less than 100 copies. And probably less than 50 is. So I want to know if you are going to have the business acumen to make it something bigger than a desk collector on your shelf. I so, want inventory. So it sounds like, you know, even though you, you're, you're going to write a book, there needs to be a hook to it at the end, which is this book is to solve this problem, which is, you know, viable, which is necessary. Okay. Mm -hmm. In demand, if you will. But there has to be something else behind it to add to, like you said, the business acumen. Absolutely. I think that that when you, everything has to have some mystery. If you are writing a story or telling a story, I want it to sound like you're letting me in on the best kept secret out there. Mm. Something no one else knows. And if I don't tell you, you're not going to know it either. Right with that attitude hmm. and, and, and watch the difference because then I've got mystery to my story. I have um, excitement. I have a little drama. And as you said, which I think is perfect and, and the thing that a lot of people forget, I have a solution. When we go back to the what's in it for me, what's the solution? Mm. Anybody can state a problem. Mm. Anybody. One of my favorite, least favorite bosses ever said to me once, I have an open door policy, but please do not bring the problem in unless you bring in me a solution as well. Wow. I write that way. I work that way. I live that way. Mm. Wow. I think that's, that's profound because once you understand that don't bring a problem, like, I mean, you look over Facebook, for example, or any any troll, any one of the the, the uh, social media platform, you'll see a lot of problems, but very few solutions right. come up. I wanted to acknowledge. Speaking of a solution, I want to acknowledge Teddy Barris, uh, who is a LinkedIn, who is an author himself, who is also a LinkedIn professional, who helps people solve their LinkedIn problems. And one of my dear mentors. <laughs> exactly. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if, I, if I'm doing what I'm supposed to. <laughs> He's checking on his student. Okay. Mentees. I want to make sure you're doing it right. Okay. So, oh, all righty. So I wanted to to kind of go back to something that you told me about. And and I don't know if we have enough time, but if we do, I would love for you to. You told me that you're working on a long-term project for one of the longest serving 
individual in public office. Absolutely. And that they are, they are, they probably might make it to the Guinness Book of World Records being the longest serving person right here in the triad. Mm -hmm. uh, are you able to tell about that person a little bit just to oh, kind absolutely. of absolutely and I don't I don't think she will mind. I mean the project we've we've been delayed because of the sheltering in place. Um, but we are at a point where we are uh, closer to editing and getting it done. And the person, of course, we're talking about is is uh, Dr. Vivian Burke, Vivian H. Burke, because she has served the city, love or hate her politics, she has served the city with her entire heart and given it everything and, and created a, a sense of protocol and and right from wrong. And she's been the heart. And even the mayor has said she, she is the conscience of the city. Um, and, and we heard just this past year that this will be her last term in office. So we are telling her story. Um, the, 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 the good, the bad, the controversial, we're, we're just telling her story. And, and she was so gracious in allowing us to come in and answering the questions and filling in the blanks for us. So I'm, I'm extremely excited about that. Um, Guinness will have to decide because the way North Carolina does its records, it's very hard to say for certain that she is the longest serving, although everybody kind of agrees, but there's no like written, written proof of that. So we're going to, we're going to hold off on that part of it and, and just celebrate, you know, the woman and the job that she's done while she was in office. She has been in public office since as long as I've been in this city. Yeah. She predates my time coming to the city. And I would be remiss if I did not give you an opportunity as we in a closing to get folks to con how do they get in contact with you, whether they have a revolutionary idea or they need someone to basically check them, check their junk to see if it's viable for the market, just to give them an honest, you know, big sister, little sister, auntie, you know, whatever you want to throw in there attitude about their business or their attitude, or maybe they're looking to get some advice on how to attract some right. orders and to get their story so that, you know, they cover those, you know, what, when, why, and all that other stuff like that. How do they get in contact with you coming forward? Okay. Um, any public platform, Carol Andrews NC, you can find me and you can message me through those, uh, whether it's LinkedIn um, or Facebook or Instagram, it's NC Writer. Um, but you can find me in all those platforms. You can also email me. I'm at NC Writer. So it's all, it's all in there, 58 at Yahoo or Google. So either one of those ways are, are ways to find me. Well, thank you very much, Carol, for being here. Thank you for our honored guest. Thank you, Carol, for sharing all those different facets of your life. And a little bit more than 30 minutes. I know we compressed a lot in such a time and thank you for being so, uh, I mean, you just gave so many nuggets that I can apply, you know, especially as a writer and as, especially as a dad and as, as a service member. So thank you very much for being so gracious. Thank you for having me. I, I, I truly enjoyed it. You're welcome, welcome. And if you business owner or you have ideas and you just don't know and you you do know what you're talking about and you are focused on marketing, how to serve your general public. And maybe as we went into, maybe you do ditch, dig, dig ditches or maybe you, you're a, a thoracic surgeon or maybe you, know, you're a roofer, but you know a little bit about marketing or maybe a lot about marketing. We would love to have you on our program. So thank you very much for being here and we'll see you next time. Bye for now.
Want more ideas to expand your business without destroying your hands? Go to NikkeiRoach.com. Inside this site, you'll find my top secrets that has helped me give more, work part-time, and make three times the money and liberate my family time.